0: Listening to the Soul Patterns podcast, or you are watching my YouTube. Um, My podcast on YouTube is all about self mastery and spiritual transformation, higher self transformation, whatever you want to call it. So um, it's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while since I have um, done a podcast or a YouTube. And I just want to give you guys a small update before we get into the presentation. So I got a job, I got a nine to five job. So if you have been following along my entrepreneurship journey, I quit my job back in May and, um, I started to really, um, focus on my brand and building my brand and whatnot. Um, my previous employer actually offered me a job that I just couldn't refuse. The money was great. hundred percent work from home. um, in an industry that I was interested in. And it allows me to still have time to work on my personal business while making some pretty decent money, um, on the side. So I, so now I have a nine to five as well as, you know, my personal business. So it's really like, I have two jobs at this point. So, um, that's, what's kind of been going on. So I wanted to take some time to get myself started in my job it was also the holidays we went through thanksgiving christmas etc um so we had we were doing a ton of traveling and things of that sort so now that i'm finally in a place where i feel comfortable getting back into my routine of posting on youtube and making podcasts and um i'm good now so that is why we are Um, I'm doing a presentation slash podcast for you guys today. Um, I do have one other update. I am currently not taking any more clients for tarot readings or one-on-one coaching. Um, Right now, I'm really, really focused and laser focused on getting my YouTube um, platform to a place where I can become monetized. So um, I'm going to focus all of my energy on my YouTube and my podcast podcast. And um, maybe even TikTok, because TikTok is popping right now. So um, I'm hoping that I can start getting into into that space as well. So I really want to focus on providing content for you all. And um, then over time, if I feel called to doing tarot readings and doing coaching again, then I may go back into that space. But um, energetically right now, I just don't have the capacity and the bandwidth to do that. But, um, of course, you guys can always still DM me. Um, I do have the intention of teaching tarot on my channel in future episodes. So um, I will start teaching you guys so that you can start doing um, tarot readings for yourself so you don't necessarily have to rely on me on doing your readings. All right, so the presentation um, that we are going to have today. So what we are talking about are spiritual altars. And, um, uh, what I really want to get into is what my personal opinion and how I use altars. Um, and I really want to give you guys the basics and the history of spiritual altars. Um, some people call them ancestor altar, altars. some people have deity altars. We're going to talk about all of that today. So, um, in my personal spiritual journey, when I, started to use my altars, it completely propelled my spiritual journey into like another dimension literally. Like it just completely propelled me forward in a way that I don't believe that it would have happened if I did not have my altar. So, um that's why I think it's really important for me to teach you guys about this today. So, if you are on YouTube, you're going to see my screen if it is um, a podcast that you are listening to today, then um, just keep following along. All right, all about spiritual altars. So first off, let me preface it with this, and I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. So <clears throat> I especially think it's important for African Americans to learn how to use an altar because the religion slash spiritual background that most of us have were forced on us generations and generations ago. And um, spiritual altars were not a part of those teachings. At least my the teachings that I have and a lot of the African-Americans that I know don't necessarily know about altars until they get into their own personal spiritual journey and into this phase. But um, honestly, a lot of African, a lot of religions in the African diaspora have um, ancestor veneration so um and not just african um heritage um other heritages too so um there is something called the day of the dead and you may have heard of it um, mainly inside of the movie coco that is a disney movie about a little boy who gets connected with his um his ancestors because he wants to learn how to play he wants to play the guitar he wants to be a famous guitarist and he um Uses it, he basically turns into a spirit and then goes into the ancestor realm. There's a whole lot of things that happen, but a lot of the main teachings that are inside the underlining teachings inside of that movie Coco is about the festival of the day of the dead that is inside of Mexican traditions where they honor their ancestors and they give their offerings and they have an ancestor altar. And they talk about the importance of having an ancestor altar so um you know they have that inside of the mexican religion and then you have the agungun festival agungun is a word that is representing ancestors it means bones um but ultimately inside of western um african traditions they have a festival that they dress up and they are dancing and doing um powerful movements in order to call their ancestors down and represent their ancestors so they have a festival like that um Inside of some African traditions. And then you have saint veneration. So, um, you know, that's what I learned about first when I began my spiritual journey was about the saints and the archangels. Um, personally, I don't deal with them, but you will see that in a lot of Catholic religions, they will have altars that have saints. Um, you know, if you go to Walmart, even Walmart, like if you go to Walmart and you go into the candle section you'll see that a lot of the candles have pictures of saints on them. So, um, and I used to, I had friends that were in Santeria and they um, work with a lot of saints. So I say all this to say that there is history um, inside of religion and spiritual practices, around having an altar for either ancestors or deities, or just celebrating your ancestors in general. So, a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk to you about today, they didn't come from nowhere. Personally, I do not um, align myself with a specific religion, but I do use the practice of having an altar in my own way. All right, so I'm also going to give a small disclaimer. So. Some people are not going to agree with the information that is inside of this presentation. I w- I advise you to take it in and follow your own inner knowing because everybody, nobody knows how any of this stuff works. Like, let's be real. Nobody knows. Not one person on earth that is a human right now completely understands how all of this stuff works. But I'm going to give you guys my perspective. I'm going to introduce you guys to the concepts and then take whatever you want to take from it. Um, there are going to be some, there are, I'm not even going to say going to be, there are some people inside of the spiritual community that do not agree with the concepts and the beliefs that I have in regards to how we are connected to our spirits and how ancestor altars work. And that's fine. Like everybody has their own beliefs. Understand that your belief system is what is going to um, create your reality. So believe what you want to believe. This is what I believe. All right. So an ancestor altar is a home base for your spiritual team where the energy can collect and then be programmed. Um, So it's almost like having a room in your house. Um, You know, for example, I have my living room. My living room has its own intention. It has its own energy. Has The space is set up for, you know, us to share a space and enjoy each other's company our bedroom is set up in a different way. It has a different intention and it is set up for the people that live inside of that room. The same thing as my daughter's room. She has toys in there. She has dolls in there. She has a rocking chair. She has her TV. She has things in there that are intended for her. So that space has a different energy and intention. The same thing is as your ancestor altar or your deity altar, your spiritual altar, right? It is a home base for your spirits to collect. It is a place in your home that they can feel comfortable, that gives them a um, a connection point for you to be able to directly communicate with them. You can communicate them at any point, but um, your altar gives more of a uh, direct connection and a space for them to kind of like chill and get their offerings and things like that. All right, so I don't want anybody to get too, too excited about this, um, what we're going to, the information we're going to talk about today, because I'm not going to teach you how to program your altar inside of this episode, um. I'm going to teach you guys that at a later date, um, my altar is active. My altar is programmed. Um, I can manifest things through my altar. I am able to do altar magic. That's what some people call it. I'm able to do that through my altar because I have set set, I have it set up in a way and I have that open line of communication so that I can use it to my advantage inside of the 3d world. So I'm going to teach you guys how to do that at a later date, Um, but right now, I just want to get you guys the basics around altars in general, um, because there are some people that really don't understand how they work. There's some people that want to add it into their spiritual journey, but they're just not too sure. Um, So that's what this is about today. So basic altars have the following. They have something to reference either their ancestor or the deity. So it doesn't really matter what it is, as long as it has that intention and that energy in there, that is a representation of that deity or that person um, that passed along. So you have a picture of them. You can have something that they used to own. Um, You'll see behind me, I have an Oya statue. So for deities, a lot of people have statues Um, that they use in their altar, you can use whatever you need to use, it just is a representation of that energy, that spiritual energy. A candle, in my opinion, you a hundred percent need a candle on your altar, Um, not a fake candle, not an electric candle, none of that, like it has to be a candle that is actively lit, like you can't just have a candle that's just chilling on there, it needs to be lit, Um, which also means that you're going to have to consistently provide candles on your altar, It does not have to be an expensive candle. You can literally go to the dollar store and get candles. I get my candles from Walmart. I used to be one of those people that felt like I had to go to a spiritual shop and get candles, and those candles are expensive. Like, They can get upwards of like $20 in some spiritual shops, so don't feel like you have to get a super expensive candle all the time. I do it every so often, but most of the time, the candle that I have on my altar is just like a dollar. And then, um, you're also going to have an offering on your altar offerings can be food. It can be water, coffee, tea, jewelry, crystals. You can give whatever offering that you want on your altar. Um, a lot of people give food and drinks because it's something that you can offer every single day. You're not going to put jewelry, like a new piece of jewelry on your offer on your, altar every day like that'll get expensive right um so food is pretty cheap you already have it you're going to cook it every day inside of your home anyway a lot of people um give food as offerings some of the most basic offerings is just a glass of water if you feel like that you're not you're not comfortable yet to put food on your altar you can just put a glass of water on there um and refresh the water um every day or so Um, And another thing that you can give is ancestor money. So I have some right here that I want to show you guys. Um, When I first started in my spiritual journey, I thought when people said ancestor money, I thought they were really burning real money. (laughs) I thought they were actually taking cash out of the bank and like burning a dollar here and there. I had no idea um, until I met people in person and they showed me what they were using and things like that. So Um, ancestor money is not real money now you can put real money on your altar I tested it out before like I actually burned real money to see if it made a difference in my um, experiment it did not make a difference Um, so don't don't use actual cash so this is what ancestor money looks like if you are on YouTube then you can see in the little window um, these have pictures of A little Asian I don't want to say a little sorry I don't mean little I just mean the picture is small (laughs) but these have pictures of a of an Asian man on it I am pretty sure he represents the spirit of money like he's like the banker of the spiritual world or something like that but um this is what my the ancestor money that I use looks like you can get ancestor money from some spiritual shops that actually look like American money. Um, I personally don't trust it just because sometimes fake American money can just be play money and it's not made out of the same material as, um, as this money is, this is called Josh, Joss papers, J O S S It's called Josh paper. So that is what ancestor money is made out of. So sometimes, um, american money like can be play money and it's not made out of that same material so just um trust whoever you're purchasing it from like i always will tell people to purchase from a black-owned spiritual shop um those are the only places honestly for the most part i've been able to find ancestor money are spiritual shops that are run by um hispanic or black people so um you can find these, sometimes you can find these at a botanica too, but ultimately I would recommend shopping at l9shop.com. That is my spiritual advisor, Indra Ali. He has his own um, spiritual e-commerce store, and that is where I bought this money. I got this off of Etsy at another girl's um, spiritual shop. I cannot remember what her name is. Um, Sorry. I can't remember what her um, Instagram name is or her Etsy shop name, but again, You can find ancestor money if you just, if you're looking for it, right? You just have to be intentional about finding it. But that is another way to provide offerings to your ancestors is you can put it on, you can put it on your altar. You can burn it. A lot of people um, will burn a piece of money every day as a part of their spiritual routine. So that is the basics of an, of an altar is whatever you need to represent that deity or that person, a candle and an offering, all right, so why have an altar? There are a couple of reasons why. One is you help your ancestors so that they can help you. Um, we'll talk about this in a little bit more detail, but having an ancestor altar creates a mutually beneficial relationship. The second thing is you open up the lines of communication with your spiritual team and I say your spiritual team because it's not just limited to your ancestors you have spiritual parents as well I'm going to also recommend S. Ali or Indra Ali he just recently changed his name but he has a book called the deity linkage manual that will literally tell you who your spiritual parents are all you have to do is some numerology work so um you're opening up that line of communication with your spiritual team. And then the last thing is you, having an altar can help you be more successful in the earthly realm. And that is through doing altar magic and programming your altar. All right. So, um, how are you helping your ancestors, right? You are ultimately paying their karmic debt and you are giving them power. So when your ancestors pass from the physical world to the spiritual world, they have karmic debts that need to be paid. That happens to everybody. Um, Some of it is literally they're carrying around a um, energy of poverty. So giving your ancestors ancestor money is kind of removing that energy around poverty and um, giving them more of an energy of abundance and prosperity. And when you burn ancestor money for your ancestors, you are giving them spiritual currency to help them pay their karmic debts. I don't know how any of this stuff works. Okay this this is just how it works um I know that it works literally my brother came to me in a dream with a wallet of money like he came to me and was like hey what's up look at this so I know that this stuff works um that's just my inner knowing and their debts can be financial or just from them being shitty people on earth. Listen, everything has duality, not necessarily it, it, somebody being a bad person. It just depends on your perspective. It's all about intention, right? So if they had bad intentions, negative intentions, intentions of not being loving, gracious, um, positive people inside of the world, then they're gonna carry that energy with them into the spiritual realm. So um, giving your ancestors all offerings, thus gives them power and helps them pay their karmic debts. And for your deities and your spiritual parents, it gives them power by you giving them offerings. So when you give offerings to your ancestors, you're giving them energy to be able to do things in the spiritual realm, things that they can do for you that you cannot do for yourself, removing blockages, protecting you, things like that. So when they have the energy, they can do these things that you ask them to do. Again, we will get to that at a later date when we do, we talk about programming your altar and doing altar magic, but you have to understand that as humans, our attention is our currency. So, and our offerings is a currency in itself. So I've spoken about this on my channel before, but the show American Gods shows you how it exactly works. The gods and the spirits that had a strong following in the earthly realm, they were stronger, they were richer, but the gods that did not have as strong of a following inside of the earthly realm. They were weaker. They didn't have as much to offer. So it's the same exact thing, um, the same exact concept. So you're opening up the lines of communication. So this is, this communication is an extension of your own spiritual energy. So when there's something called the law of attraction, right? The secret, if you've ever heard of it. And the concept of the law of attraction is, whatever you think manifest and you're going to, and it's like, the more you think about something, the likelier it is to manifest the more energy that you are giving to that thing. The concept is that thoughts are things thoughts can manifest. And the problem I have with the law of attraction is that I don't have time to be thinking about this stuff all day long. I have other things going on during my day that I'm not going to be sitting here thinking about, I want to manifest this. I want to create this. I'm not thinking about that all day long. So your ancestor altar and your deity altar ultimately becomes like that extension of your own energy. So when you put your intentions and you put um, things on your altar and you communicate through your altar and through your ancestors and your spiritual team, like, look, these are the things that I want. They are thus activating that law of attraction for you. And it is allowing for that stuff to manifest while you are not necessarily thinking about it all day long so that is what what I mean by it is an extension of your own energy so again I didn't just say specifically your ancestors this is tied to your spiritual team as well your spiritual parents personally my spiritual parents are Oya and um, Tahuti, aka Thought. and again I learned that through the deity linkage manual and you can learn who your spiritual parents are Um, as well. But we have spiritual parents who are just as invested in us as our ancestors are. So when you open up that line of communication, then you can start um, giving them things and they can start providing things for you too and doing work for you. So you don't necessarily have to be a magician or um, be working the law of attraction all fucking day long. Um, so you're communicating and they are working for you and you guys are helping each other out. Um, so listen here, I'm not going to preach to you guys like a lot of people. Cause a lot of people are like, honor your ancestors first, honor your ancestors first. Like a lot of people are very, very adamant about telling people like you should not be working with deities like until you deal with your ancestors I'm not going to tell you that do whatever feels funky for you all right whatever feels good inside of your soul and your spirit do whatever you want to do so um you can build an ancestor altar or a deity altar it's whatever floats your boat and my personal opinion I do recommend connecting with your ancestors first especially if you are a beginner in the space why your ancestors are going to come to you in a manner that is more gentle in a manner that feels comfortable and is going to have energy that feels familiar to you so for example when my brother first passed um god it has to be like 10 years now but when my brother first passed he came to me in a dream now this was before i even had like a spiritual journey or i was really into this stuff He came to me in a dream and we literally talked. I remember the conversation. It felt real. Like I hugged him and everything. And it didn't scare me because I missed him and I was excited to talk to him and I care about my brother a lot. I love him a lot. So it didn't freak me out. You know what I mean? And whenever I would see things around me that would remind me of him and I would almost like feel his energy, it did not bother me because that is something I felt comfortable with. Um, So that's why in my opinion, Dealing with your ancestors first, um, is a more gentle way for you to be introduced to dealing with spiritual energy, because if you start dealing with deities, especially deities that you don't know very well, or deities that are not your spiritual parents, um, the energy is not going to feel completely familiar and it can freak you out. There are some people that have um, been inside of the spiritual space that I personally know that have gone to the mental hospital because they just, it was just way too much. It was too much for them. It was too intense. So, um, you know, I hear about it all the time. You know what I mean? Like people like Start to become very anxious and they start to become very paranoid because they don't understand, like, what did I just see? What did I just feel? What's going on? There's things coming to me in my dreams. What does it mean? Ah," Like, they're freaking out. And it's because it's not comfortable for them. It's something that they're not used to. So, that is why I personally would recommend dealing with your ancestors first because it just introduces you in a more um, comfortable way. It allows for you to walk before you run. Um, okay, so you can use altars to manifest things in this realm. That's another reason why I kind of me personally, I think ancestors altars are the shit like they are the best thing out there in my opinion, they are probably the best tool that you can use in your spiritual journey. Um, sorry if I keep saying ancestor altars. I just mean altars in general. So your altar, your ancestors, and your spiritual parents—they want to do want you to do well because it is mutually beneficial for them. So understand, as humans, our attention is our currency. There's science behind this. There's literally quantum physics experiments and um, scientific findings out there that prove that when humans look at something that it changes the energy of that thing. So just you looking from your computer screen or looking at a person or looking at TV, It changes the energy of that thing just by you focusing on it. And it happens when you're thinking about things as well. It changes the energy of it. So understand that our attention is our currency. So when you honor these spiritual energies and you give them power, when you pay attention to them and you think about them and you provide offerings to them, you are giving them power. And when you are more successful, you give them better offerings which gives them more power. So that's why it's a mutually beneficial relationship. If they help you, then you thus give them more offerings. You give them more attention, more intention is in there. And it, it just is a revolving door. So they will open doors and help you become more successful as long as you have that mutually beneficial relationship. And that's why it's important for you to work with your ancestors and work with your spiritual parents first, because they already have that connection to you anyway. So they're going to want to help you just off of the strength. Um uh, That's why I personally, I don't work with other deities, but it is, some people do work with other deities, like. Um, deities that have a specific specialty like for example you have um, you have Oshu who is the um, deity over beauty and attraction so you can work directly with Oshun for um, to do beauty spells or magic or um, for attraction energy and things like that But if you don't know her very well, or if she isn't your spiritual parent, then you may have to give her more and more and more like your offering may have to be stronger, or you may have to already be advanced inside of your spiritual journey to be able to connect with her so um, if she's not one of your spiritual parents, um, so Yeah, I just recommend personally, I recommend just working with the deity, your spiritual parents and your ancestors. It's I've I've had enough luck just doing that. I haven't had to deviate from that at all. But um, again, like I said, it's a mutually beneficial relationship and um, we're going to talk about in another podcast slash episode about spiritual boundaries you should only be working with spirits deities ancestors that are helping you in return please do not work with listen to entertain any energy that is not trying to mutually benefit you um it, it's okay to have spiritual boundaries you don't have to work with every single spirit that comes inside of your dream and is like hey what's up Like, how you do you don't have to work with everybody um so Yeah, but that's going to be a little bit later down the road for some of my advanced folks that work inside of the space. So please understand that's really the whole point of having an altar is to give and to receive like, yes, you want to honor your ancestors because it's important for your lineage and things like that. Um, Absolutely, I think it's important, but I also think it's important for you to, um, maintain your own integrity and for you to be like, look, I'm a human and I have a lot of power. I'm on Earth. Even though Earth is kind of hell, it's kind of a hell hole. I still as a human in the 3D world, I have powers that you do not. So um if I'm going to be giving you my currency, then I need things in return. So um it's important that you set that boundary with um your family or your deities or your parents or whoever. Uh, because I would hope that you have that same inner, like you have that same energy with other humans. I hope you're not dealing with people that aren't doing things for you as you do things for them. You're not going to want any type of one-sided relationship. And that is in the earthly realm or the spiritual realm. Um, okay. So let's take some action. And, um, again, don't feel like you have to turn around and make an altar tomorrow. Like it's, it won't be the end of the world. It's not a race. It's not a competition. Um, do what feels comfortable for you. So if you do want to take action, then spend time thinking about your ancestors, learn about them. What I did when I first got into ancestor veneration, I literally went on Facebook and I made a Facebook post and I was like, Hey, you guys, I'm making a family tree. And I want you guys to just send me as many pictures as you have of, you know, our family members, our extended family members. And people were sending me all types of pictures and um, of people I've never even met before. I called my grandmother once and I asked her, I'm like, I just straight up asked her. I was like, Hey, like, can you tell me about your mom? Can you just tell me like about your parents, like who they were and how they were? And, um, you know, tell me stories. Like I wanted to learn and I have developed a relationship with my great-great-grandmother yeah my great-great-grandmother Catherine um I never even met her in person but I have a spiritual relationship with her because I you know I went out of my way and I learned about her and I was interested in learning about her. So that is ultimately um, what I would recommend is maybe even going on ancestry.com and trying to see, do some research and try to see um, who your ancestors were. What were their names? When were they born? Where did they live? Like just do a little bit of research. Even if you can't Um, you don't have access to that information then that's okay too you can just meditate on it set the intention for you to um, get in touch with your ancestors and you should be able to um feel their energy and call them to you um spiritually so you may start to see them in your dreams and etc but you don't have to make it so obvious like if you want to learn about your ancestors just talk to the elders in your family your grandparents or your parents and just ask them straight up like who were these people um start an ancestor altar. If you feel comfortable, only if you feel comfortable, if you're not ready, then that's okay. Take your time. Um, but it is a tool. It's a spiritual, spiritual tool, just like having tarot cards or getting readings by people or astrology, or sage or florida water all of that stuff is just tools that you can use on your spiritual journey but none of it is necessary trust me we have a lot of power you can do a lot by just sitting and focusing your intention on that thing and it can have the same effect so it's just a tool use it if you wish and um, prepare yourself to give offerings if you are interested in having an ancestor altar if you live inside of a home that you don't feel comfortable, um, having an ancestor altar as out in the open as I do, then you can, um, create like a small, um, container that you use as an altar, but it doesn't have to be like out in the open. It could just be like a closed container that you put all of those things in. You can even have like a little tea light candle if you would like to, um, If you feel, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, like you can also just like, when you eat a plate of food, push a little corner to the side and just set the intention that this is an offering for my ancestors, eat your food, that little corner, you just throw it away. Um, In my personal opinion, you can throw away food. Um, There are people that feel like you have to like dig it up and stuff like that. Like, come on now, nobody lives on a fucking, not everybody lives on a farm One has complete access to dirt, so it's not necessary. You can throw your offerings in the trash. It doesn't mean that the offering is null and void now, like that's not what it means. Um, everything is about intention. So, if you set the intention of this is for my ancestors, then they will thus receive it. Um, all right, so my resources Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all BJ the blogger. Send me DMs if you would like. Um, I don't mind. We can talk in the comments, especially in YouTube, please leave a comment, like subscribe, all that do good things. Um, it helps with the algorithm. If you are listening to this on a podcast, then, um, please give me a five-star rating. It helps, um, me out. So again, mutual beneficial relationships, I'm giving you content, please, um, you know, do your part and help me get this information to others. And um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can access this information in a podcast form. The podcast is called So Patterns, and it's pretty much on every podcast platform that is available. All right, guys. So um, in a couple of upcoming episodes, I'm going to talk about programming your altar and using your altar for altar magic. And I'm going to talk about having spiritual boundaries and why it's really, really important and what you can do in order to um, enforce those spiritual boundaries so that you're not getting visited by any, in, any old energy at any old time. And I'll tell you guys some stories about um, things that have happened to me <laughs> when I didn't have great boundaries. So, um, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'll catch you next time. Bye.